team, welcome to Wednesday evening. Uh, we have two groups with us. We have Mountain Athlete Program and we have Adventure Readiness Challenge. Welcome to both groups here. How fantastic. Um, we've got a decent audience in, which is lovely. Um, I'll probably be adding people as we go through, but I want to introduce you to our Wednesday night conversations. Now, these the slides in front, I'll, I'll level with you. Whenever I do any presentation, with very few exceptions, whenever I do any presentation, um, the slides are literally to keep my brain going in the right direction. Otherwise, we'll be here until next Saturday doing tangents and different stories and other bits and pieces, which uh, clearly you want to have an evening of your own. So I need to I need to embrace my best friend brevity. And these slides will keep me going in the right direction. Now, a lot of these themes for these evenings are done off feedback forms, are done off themes of where the challenge is at as well. And generally speaking, I tend to have my finger on the pulse of everybody here in the groups and just what they're doing and where they're at. And these talks are generally tailored around that. So for clarity, I write these yesterday. So I write them on, uh, what day is it? Wednesday. And I write them on Tuesdays and then tend to have them as specific to everybody else here as possible. Generally speaking, some of the things that people have directly asked about, generally speaking, some of the things that I feel people need to hear um, there is going to be a lovely, eloquent com combination of a little bit punchy and a little bit handholdy. I believe that there is an approach for both and both are required. You can't just sar sergeant major your way through. But also, I don't feel like you can kind of, I don't feel like you can really just tend to love and care your way through these processes as well. Sometimes you just need to be told and sometimes you need to be held, you know. So this is where we try and do both. So welcome. Now then. How are we going to go through this evening? Well, let's go on to, first and foremost, where I want this to go. So if any of my buttons will work, which they don't, there we go. The first place I want to add some context is just understanding the journey you're all on. Now, let me put that into context so it doesn't sound too airy-fairy. You're all on a journey because you're on a journey of personal development. You're on a journey of coaching. You're on a journey of fitness. You're on a journey of health. You're on a journey in your mindsets, building, fostering mental resilience. You're on a journey to various adventures, think whatever it is that you're doing. Whether you're on Mountain Athlete Program or whether you're on Adventure Readiness Program, you're out to do stuff, all right? You're, you're, you're developing and doing something. And for those who are on the Readiness Challenge, you had a challenge this week to identify and just kind of describe where you were a year ago, where you are today, where you want to be in a year's time. And some of the answers so far have been absolutely fantastic because... A, there's no right or wrong answer. And B, the whole point of this challenge, the whole point of getting people to do this, and those who are on the Mountain Athlete Program, we've pretty much already done this a lot already. The whole point of this is to get you to figure out and understand the journey that you've come on, because it's so easy to get caught up in, hey, I need to be, I've just realized I haven't brought my microphone forward. So sorry if the sound wasn't particularly good, but I'll put it back there. Sorry, podcast people. Um, now, the whole point of doing this is to remember the fact that it's so easy to get stuck with the blinkers on and just focusing on the one thing that's in front of you over and over and over and over and over again. And you can get lost, I think, a little bit in the grind of the machine. As we get lost in the grind of the machine, we tend to lose the, the 30,000 foot perspective of what it is that we're trying to do. I'm talking to myself here because I've done this far too many times in my life already. When I do my challenges or whatever it is that I'm trying to do, or if I'm focusing on something, I become so single-minded on that thing that if I don't achieve or perform to a level that I think I should be, or certainly felt this way in the past, then I can feel like actually it's all going down the toilet, things are failing and things aren't going well. And we need to catch ourselves in this thought process because I think it's a relatively normal thought process for us to have. It doesn't need to be the main thought process though. So 
as we are thinking these things, and I, I feel like it's going to happen to everybody, as we're going through these thought processes, we need to think, right, hang on a minute, let's take a step back. Okay, let's look at it from an example of training session didn't go well. I've done this training session and do you know what? Oh, I'm not performing the way I should have been. You know, I was so much fitter a year ago when I was doing that challenge and describing where I was a year ago. You know, I'm so much fitter than I was that so much fitter then than I am now and kind of feel like I'm behind and I should be performing at this particular level. That's a one way ticket to really like negativesville, right? You're you're on a journey there to not do anything productive. That's not a journey of self-development. That's a journey of self-loathing because you're consistently comparing yourself and battering yourself down to where you might have been a year ago or insert period of time here um for example when i was in the army you know i felt like i was pretty fit i was coming in quite competitively with a lot of some of the physical challenges that we did and i went through a period at some point over the last five years in the journey of leaving the army of thinking well i'm not that fit anymore and you know i've kind of lost that and you kind of feel like you're not performing to the standard that you should be the thing is when i was going through that i didn't do anything productive about it and I was like, well, you know, this is just not good enough. And then that would that would end a day. That could end a weekend. That could end a week. I don't think it went any further than a week because a week of kind of sitting in your own self-pity for me was enough to get out of it again. But the thing is, already a week was too long because we need to look at these thought processes and go, right, okay, I'm not at the level that I think I should be or I'm not at the level that I have been before. So what am I going to do about that? I can't just magic a higher level, but I can put the steps in place to think, right, well, I'm here where I am and I accept that and I'm going to objectively look at what I've got to do. Now, think of it as a think of it as a, as a maths game or a finance game. You're trying to do a money deal. Think of it as a money deal. Here we go. You've got an amount on the table. Maybe it needs to be paid and an offer is put down for that payment of money over a period of time and that's unacceptable and you just think, do you know what? That's not acceptable. Well, instead of looking at the emotion of diving into the other side of that deal, you look at that and go, well, what's the other deal? Like, what's the mathematical equation here? What's the objective way of solving this problem without involving emotions, especially our own self-development? When we start involving our emotions too much, two things, one of two things are going to happen. One, you're going to do absolutely nothing. Sit downstairs and watch TV and be immobilized. Or, sorry, I've got something in my eye. Or you're going to get stuck in this negative spiral of it's almost worse than standing around doing nothing. You are physically taking yourself backwards. You are physically going on a journey of like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And the thing is, human beings have such an uncanny way of focusing, especially adults, have such an uncanny way of focusing on the negative stuff because the negative stuff is so easy for us to see. It's, it's almost not natural for us to see the positive side of life. It's almost not natural for us to see a pragmatic side to these things. And it's almost not natural to see the problem solving side of these things, especially when it comes to emotions, especially when it comes to ourselves and to an extent, some of our loved ones as well. You know, when you get into a heated argument with somebody, um, maybe your partner or whoever you live with or whatever, you know, you find that it's harder for you to come to an objective outcome or solution to that problem than it is if you're dealing with, you know, Dave down the shop. You're a bit more objective and non-biased in that situation. Dealing with yourself, hugely biased, hugely emotionally involved because your development. And it's so much easier to just batter yourself down than it is to actually think, right, what is it do I need to do? Now, the thing is, you've already made the right choice because you're understanding the journey you're on because you're all here doing this. 
and I appreciate you all putting your trust and 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 loyalty into me to help you along that journey. And I hope that what you've seen so far, no matter how you, how long you've been with me, you're seeing a productive outcome for that because you've got to that point where you think, I don't know if I can do this on my own, so I need help. Great, that's, that's such a, an amazing starting point. And here's one thing that I want to I want to dial this into is read the, what it says on that slide. Understanding the journey that you are on. Nowhere there does it say understanding the journey that everyone else is on then comparing yourself to their progress. I'm going to say that again. It's understanding the journey that you are on, not understanding the journey that everyone else is on and then comparing their progress to your progress or lack thereof in your opinion. Because we need to make sure that we're just squaring ourselves away. You have to be selfish to be selfless, right? We all want to help people and we want to do stuff. We want to be better. We, we all want these things, right? But it's far easier to help other people than it is to help ourselves. And as we are going through this journey, it's far easier to focus on what other people are doing. Scrolling social media, that person's doing better than me or, you know, whatever. I, I run a business, right? So you look at that and go, well, that business is, that person's running a better business than me or maybe that person's doing a different challenge to me or if yourselves are flicking through it. I was thinking about this the other day, like, the algorithm of social media at the moment is um, showing me body aesthetics and how men never look good enough. I'm sure women get the same thing. Um, what else are we seeing? Oh, we're just seeing random bullshitty dance videos. So that's, I think, saying to people that they're broken if they don't feel confident enough to put their phone on an elevator and do that flipping stupid dance thing as it's going up the elevator. You know, I'm not going to lie. That is definitely psychopathic traits there. Just that's just weird. You know, we 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 constantly comparing ourselves to everyone else because that's that's all we see through these things. That's all we see. You spread you 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 scroll whatever the made up statistic was. You scroll what four miles of content in your life or whatever it is. It sounds alarming. It's probably made up, but it kind of makes sense. You're scrolling so much that you're consistently comparing, consciously or subconsciously, where you are in your progression, in your body, in your confidence, in your mindset, in your environment, in your sports, in your activities, whatever it is, you're constantly comparing them to you and your progress without actually focusing on your progress as a whole. I feel like that's quite a common place for people to be. So we really need to be, instead of looking at fitness exercises and stuff like that and being like ah oh, that person's done more than me look at it and go i've done this awesome and then give some other people some hype objectively but like yes that was awesome you've done amazing stuff happy for you and then go back to dealing with your stuff because we deal with our things we hype some other people up and we come back to our things again you know it's and that journey doesn't start doesn't stop rather that that system of thinking doesn't stop no matter where on the journey you feel like you are. You know, I have so many people who will say to me, oh, Ben, but I'm not as fit as you. I'm not very, I'm not, you know, superhuman fit at all. I don't class myself as an athlete, but there are people who will be like, oh, you know, I'm just not fit to your level. And clients will say that. I'm just not fit to your level, Ben. I can't do what you do. And I was like, great. Well, I don't, you don't need to do what I do. And you don't need to be the same fitness level as me or what you perceive my fitness level to be. And A, you've got to understand that you're on your own development, sorry, journey of development. And B, you've got to understand that these people that we maybe put on a pedestal in our head or an imagination, they also have things that they struggle with. They also have people that they look up to. They almost also have people that may be jealous of. They also have people that, you know, might be influencing their mindsets as well. The thing is, 
we've got to remember that it's our own journey and and that's it really it's our own journey it's not anyone else's so that was a long-winded probably longer than i was expecting to spend on this slide i told you i love a tangent but i want to really hammer it home to every single person here every single person listening and watching this on record as well you've got to understand the journey that you're trying to do sod everybody else if your friends want to go and do stuff and you don't want to do it don't been do it if you've got yourself um sorry i'm just letting someone in if you've got yourself on your journey and you're doing your activities stop cancelling your things that you can bend around everybody else do you because everyone else it's so important that you have to be the defining factor for the journey that you're on and everyone else works around it everyone else has to work around it don't it's like a commitment thing, isn't it? You commit to doing something, then you've committed to doing it. You know, unless there is a fairly logical explanation for getting out of that thing. If you've committed to doing it, then, then you know, show loyalty to your commitment and go and do the thing. That could be a trip and you want to cancel it to go on a different trip. Well, just make up your mind. What do you want to do? Instead of bending to everybody else, understand the journey that you're on so that you can actually do it. So I think that's, I think that's hammered the point home there enough. You know, you're on your own journey. Focus on your own journey. Focus on your own development. It's not everybody else. It doesn't matter. It's like going to the gym. One more tangent. It's like going to the gym, isn't it? And people would be like, oh, you know, everyone's watching me in the gym. Everyone's judging me in the gym. No one gives a shit. No one cares. And the people who maybe do, because I know there are some garbage people in the world, are such a minority that it's not even funny. You know, and they're not even worth anybody's time. They're not worth an opinion if they're the sort of people who are going to do that, but you, you're so unlikely to meet those people that it's not worth the cognitive energy to worry about them. So go and do your thing, focus on you and get you done. And I've just gone the wrong way. Sorry. There we go. Context of the goal and a really cheesy picture in the background. Um, who carries a cup to the top of a mountain like that? Guaranteed they have not walked to the top of that mountain. Guaranteed there's like a car park 10 meters behind them. Anyway, context to the goal. It's all fine and good plugging away on our journey and just doing the thing and doing the thing and doing the thing. But it's all fine and good looking at where we've come from and looking at where we're going to. That's that's brilliant. The next thing to build on that is to put some context to what it is that we're doing. So I think everybody here has now, has now heard my sort of golden rule of getting yourself, putting yourself into the context of the adventure or the environment that you want to be in multiple times per year, right? One day every 30 days, a long weekend every quarter, and if you can afford the leave, a full week every six months for you to sod off and do what you need to do in the environment you need to do it in. Again, speaking of context, let me put that into context in my in, in my sort of world. I don't. I live in Shrewsbury. It's relatively flat. The nearest hill is like two hundred meters high. It's not really mountainous. You know, if the world went completely my way, I'd probably be living in the Alps somewhere with a garage full of bikes and climbing gear and canoes and stuff like that, right? And I'd always have the environment to be able to go out and do things. Wouldn't that be wonderful? We clearly all want that. But if we can't, because we live in Shrewsbury, a two-hour drive away from Snowdonia, and it's a bit of a schlep to get there, then we need to make sure that we are consistently putting context to our goals. Well, my goal at the moment is a very, very long distance, very mountainous run. Okay, so I need to sometimes go back to the mountains and go run in the mountains. If that costs fuel, that costs fuel. If I don't want it to cost fuel, I'm going to have to find other ways of getting there. I need to take the trains, I need to share lifts with friends, I need to see if anyone else wants to go. But I need to put myself every 30 days for at least one full day, minimum one full day, into that environment. For me, I do it every week because A, I'm lucky enough, I think, to be able to afford the time. I'm very grateful for that. But it's an important part of my life. 
So I have to do it. But a minimum of one, one full day per 30 days. And then it's a long weekend, which for me is a long weekend of like a training, back-to-back -back training weekend, for example. And I might either sleep in a car or get an Airbnb or whatever for the night. And that gets done every quarter so that I know that I can get some context again, get some mountain time, get some stuff, get some time to put your head into the context of what it is that you're trying to do. And then every six months, again, if you can afford the leave, take a week out and do it for a week or a very long weekend. You know, there's like weird weekends where you do like Thursday and then maybe use a bank holiday Monday. I mean, use the week to your advantage. You don't need to take a full seven days off if you can't take a full seven days off. But it's of paramount importance. We're all adventurous, mountainous people here. You need to carve out the time to get into that environment. If you're chomping at the bit because you live in the Cotswolds or you live in Leicestershire or you live in Norfolk or you live in London or you live somewhere far away from mountains and you need to get out in the mountains, then guess what? You've got to make the time to do it. And if you've got a family, make the family work around it. Make the family work with it. You know, I've got um, two folks who are going to be running the Welsh 3000s with on the 28th of October. And, you know, I think, Andy, I think if you're listening to this, I think the, the family are going to be coming and meeting us at the end. I hope they are because I'm kind of counting on them to get the pizzas in because we're going to have a long, long, long day out. But you can get the family involved with these things. You know, even if you've got your partner to drop you off at point A and you've got to run or cycle or whatever it is to point B and then they pick you up, then great. You know, they're, they're involved in the journey and they're also doing something with you. You know, it's 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 very important to try and make these dovetail to our lives as much as possible. But it's also really important to remember how easy it is to let things slip. Because when we're trying to fit things into life, well, that's a little bit of resistance, isn't it? The opposite of that is literally just going with the flow and doing nothing. And you're just going to go into more and more and more of a psychological pit the more you allow that to happen. We don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to go to the Alps for a day. You don't need to go to the Alps for a long weekend. But you could do a ski trip in January or whatever it is, if that's your if that's your jam. Or I'm planning a um, uh, mountain running and mountain biking trip for a week or two next year as well. So, you know, we can get these in the calendar for in the future, but we get them in the calendar and they're there. They're set. That's why I have events for everyone to do. You know, like the Welsh, we're doing the Three Peaks Challenge. We're doing um mountain hike up in Snowdonia somewhere. You know, we're going to do a Christmas meetup uh, at some point closer to Christmas. I haven't quite organized that, but I'm getting around to it. When we've got our retreats, North Wales, Austria, after the admin for Austria is done, and Scotland next year, I want you to have things in the calendar so that we can put context to these goals. Because we had tons of fun in Scotland. For those who are in Scotland, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can agree with me on that one and, and attest to, to how good that weekend was. But we had tons of fun. Yeah, the weather, you know, was challenging when we're in canoes and we're doing things and we had to change things a little bit. But it's putting context to the goals that really, really helps us in our progress because it can you can feel lost if you don't do that. And if we're aiming for pretty big adventures, so for example, I've been aiming for this one that I've been trying to do. It's been kicking my ass for about three years, but I've been trying and trying and trying. We need to have smaller goals in the meantime to help us understand where our shortfalls are, but also where our progression is taking place so that we can see and conceptualize exactly what our progress looks like. You know, so if you're if you've got a goal that's in a year's time, well, don't make that be the only goal. You know, give yourself three, even four mini goals in between now and 12 months time for example so that you can gauge your progress gauge your readiness otherwise you're going into that goal with a little element of unknown so there's a lot of value to be had in putting context to the goal that it is you're trying to achieve
Why is my mouse not work? There we go. This was a fun thing. So I was listening to a a speech the other day, and I can't quite remember off the top of my head who it was. I should have written it down. Um, and it was about accidental achievements. But before we get on to accidental achievements, I want to talk about intentional actions. Now we're all here on a on a on a journey of progress and development and uh, and personal growth, right? We're all here to get healthier, happier, fitter, stronger, mentally more resilient, more adventurous, more capable, more competent, all these different things. But I want you to just think about, you don't need to comment on this out loud, but I just want you to think about genuinely, honestly, to yourself, objectively, how intentional are you being in fitting these things into your week? Now, I'm not looking for the gold standard answer of, hey, Ben, I actually get onto my calendar every Sunday night and then I map out my entire week for the whole seven days. I put my training in, I put my meal times in, I put my work times in, all my other commitments, my downtime. I do exactly what you say, Ben. And I, I the first thing I schedule is one thing for fun each week. So I make my week worth it. I'm not expecting that answer. I mean, that answer would be phenomenal. But the reality is it's not going to happen every single week. That is absolutely the answer we should be striving for. Because... I'm sure you will agree. It's not an overly difficult thing to achieve, but we just actually have to do it. And we have to be intentional with our actions. We have to be intentional with our time to train. We have to be intentional around shifts. Cam, if you're here, you know, you work massive, massive shifts at the, at the moment, you know, so it's being intentional around that, but also being realistic. Are you going to do a 16 hour shift and then bash out an hour and a half in the gym? Probably not. But like I've said in calls before, even if you've got an hours long training session set and you do 10 minutes of it, at least you've started it and you've put the cross in the calendar. And then tomorrow is another day and you can deal with it then. But again, you're being intentional. You're not coming home and being like, do you know what? I'm too tired and sod it. I'll do it tomorrow. You're coming home and being like, I've still got stuff to do. This is what I do now. I'm absolutely battered from today. So do you know what? I'm just going to go outside and do a bit of stretching. I'm going to push out a few push-ups and do a couple of sit-ups and some stuff like that. But at least I'm doing something and the intent is there. Intentional actions are everything. That's being intentional with how you eat, how you sleep, how you recover, everything else. Because intentional actions will lead to achievement because nobody has ever spoken about accidental achievements, which is now stealing that bit from that talk that I listened to earlier. Nobody ever talks about accidental achievements because they don't really happen. In order to achieve, we need to have the intent in order to achieve. We need to have the intent there to lead to the achievement. If the intent isn't there, you're not, the achievement doesn't happen. We don't get accidental achievement. All we have is intentional actions done consistently time and time and time and time and time again. And you are mastering the big ugly C word consistency turning up every day putting the crosses in the calendar putting the crosses in the calendar is probably the most important analogy i can come up with imagine every single one of your training days as a listed calendar in front of you and you miss a cross on a calendar that is far more psychological psychologically impactful than a half session because you might think oh it's no point because i can't do a full session so sod it i'll do it tomorrow but you've just got a big empty white square then on your calendar even if you went there and like, i'll do half a session it's still across the intense there you have to win that it's a war of attrition it really is a war of attrition and you are consistently turning up every single day intentional actions are always greater than accidental achievement so here we go a bit more about intent 
Now, I want to elaborate on the intent thing. You know, it's intent behind training, fueling, resting and working kind of as I've put here. But it's not just the intent of, hey, I've got a training session today, so I'm going to do my training session because the training session is, let's say, an hour to, for ease of maths, an hour a day. You've got 23 hours left in that day. I guarantee the 23 hours can undo that one hour if the rest of your day is a train wreck. If in the rest of the day you treat your body like landfill. If for the rest of the day you are not in control, you are consistently just reacting to life, you're reacting to the time you go to bed, you're reacting to the drinks you might have at night, all these different habits and all these bits and pieces, there's no intent behind them. So yes, of course, we need to have intent in our training, get it scheduled in, get it done, you know, nail those workouts. You know, whether you've got your bespoke program or whether you're on the um, readiness program, you know, chop and change things as you see fit. Take that training program. Yes, it might say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. But if you can't work out on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday or Saturday, make them work. Make them work. Delete the day and put a new day in there. Maybe it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday that works best for you. All right, go nuts. It looks you can fit them in and you have intent behind your training. That is a very, a very important thing. And when you do put it in the calendar, commit to that calendar. If you've said, look, at 6 p.m. I'm going to be training, then great. Just not today because you're meant to be here. Um, you know, then great. Get that training done. But next, let's take that intent and put it to fueling. So let's not utter the words, please, folks. Hey, I've worked out now so I can eat whatever I want. That's a real bugbear of mine, that is. Oh, I've, you know, I've earned my calories. No, you fucking haven't. It's not, it's not about earning calories. That's a, that's a real like knife to the chest. That is when I hear people say that. And I'm going to come on to it in a minute. This is not just me being gobby. You know, it's not about, hey, I've done a workout now so I can go to Domino's. It's not about that. Be intentful behind your fueling. And equally, it's not about, hey, I've just done a workout. So all I'm going to do now is eat an avocado and a chicken breast. It's the psychology behind our fueling. If you want to have a Domino's, great. Have a Domino's. Have it. Are you having a Domino's every single week and every single day? The answer to both of those should ideally be no. You don't need a cheat meal. They, that needs to die. You don't need a cheat meal. You don't need a bulking day. You don't need, you know, what's another one? You have like Friday free day, I think I've heard before now, and other, other weird, rhyming, stupid, moronic stuff that people put on the internet. You've got unconditional permission to eat whatever the hell you want to eat. Not everything that you want to eat, but anything, you know? We need to become intentional behind fueling, not just fueling our exercise, but fueling us as a normal, sociable human being. If you want to go out and have a Nando's, you damn well go out and have a Nando's. Never should the words cross your mouth, cross your lips, where you say, It'd be really naughty to go out for a Nando's. I, don't, I would love to, but I'm not going to because of the calories or because of the whatever. No, not a thing. And I feel like for those on the Mount Snathic program, we've kind of covered that, but I, I do want to reiterate it. For those on the um, readiness program, we're going into this in a bit more detail next week, but I really want to hammer this home because you've started as well. Everyone here has started and they're doing something. You know, be intentful behind your fueling and ask yourself this very important question. Would the version of me that I'm trying to become do what I'm about to do or eat what I'm about to eat or, you know, insert verb here. 
if the best version of you, the version that you're trying to become, is actually the sociable version of you that does enjoy having a beer and a Nando's every now and then, then the answer is yes. If the question at hand is, would the version of me that I'm trying to become have half a bottle of wine on a Tuesday night? The answer might well be no. So don't do it. That's easy for you to say, Ben. Yeah, it, it is easy for me to say. And it's also very difficult for you to build self-discipline. And we have to do that by allowing a bit of space for maneuver in our intentful schedule. There's a guarantee if you flip your entire life around overnight and all you do is eat chicken, broccoli and rice and you're super, super rigid with everything you eat and you're like food is fuel and nothing else. You will never socialize. You will never have a good time going out for a meal or you're going to struggle at the very least to do that. So we need to make sure that we've got the flexibility. Am I giving you the permission to eat at Domino's? You're damn well I am. Just think about what it is you're trying to do. Domino's or fancy sourdough pizza? I know what I'd rather have. Every now and then, a bit of fried chicken just hits the spot. If it's a McDonald's hash brown, then it's a McDonald's hash brown. Life's too short. Equally, it's around every single freaking corner in this country, in this part of the world. So it's incredibly difficult to go up against that version of a war of attrition because you are constantly bombarded by marketing. So if you are in the mindset of, I am indeed allowed to eat all of this stuff, I have no rules, I just have self-discipline. So when you are driving past McDonald's, it's like, I don't need a breakfast. I've had breakfast. I don't need to eat. Would the best version of me that I'm trying to become pull into McDonald's? Yes or no? If the answer is no, keep driving. If the answer is yes, for whatever reason, then think about that reason and do it if, if, if you so choose. But be intentful behind it. If you want to have a chocolate bar, have a damn chocolate bar. Don't have one every day. You don't need one every day. But every now and then it hits the spot. We're coming into Christmas, Terry's Chocolate Orange Land. We know this. Smash that Terry's Chocolate Orange, put it in the fridge, have a couple of cold bits of chocolate. If you don't put your chocolate in the fridge, you're a psychopath. Put it in the fridge because it tastes better. And enjoy life a little bit. Be intentful behind fueling, but remember you're not an Olympic athlete that needs to be on a four-year training camp for livelihood, for the everything of that gold medal. Because remember, Olympic gold medalists don't have jobs. They don't have these commitments. They've got stuff they need to do. I'm not taking that away from them, but they don't have the kids, the dogs, the jobs, the everything else that you've got going on. You need to be able to live your life as well as doing this and bring out your absolute best self. Be intentional behind your resting. Where's it gone? This, scrolling. This is not resting. Put your phone away at night or limit use if you're up late talking to people, flirting, do whatever it is you want to do. I don't know. You do you. But if you're sat there at night flicking through TikToks, reassess your life choices and put your phone away. Be intentful with your rest. Don't have to watch TV all the time, but a movie night is mega. A nice evening walk, whether you've got a dog or not. If you haven't got a dog, get a dog. Dogs make everything better. You know, an evening walk, getting out, even in the dark. I tend to, before bed, I'll take the dog out for a walk. We go down to the bottom of the lane down there. It's not very far, but it's good for Ernie. And it just... I don't take my phone. I don't have any other stimulus. I barely take a torch. <laughs> it's going to creep up, creep up on me one night. But that allows me to just ah, decompress from the day. Think about things. Look at some owls and bats and stuff because we've got loads of them around here. 
the dog's having a good time. And I come back and I'm ready for bed then. I've cooled myself down. You know, I've got some uh, melatonin circulating. So I'm naturally ready for sleep because I'm in a dark environment. I'm not staring at a blue light screen. And if I am, you know, late at night, then I do have blue light blocking glasses and stuff. So they do help. But be intentful with your resting. You need intention behind your training, intention behind what you eat and being compassionate with what you want to eat, intent behind your resting and genuinely taking time off. And then you need intent behind your working because kind of resting, I forgot to say, does include like family time, like be intentional with your family time. You know, if you're going out with partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives, dogs, kids, whatever's, be intentful with that. Don't don't have this thing in the background doing what it needs, doing what it's doing and kind of distracting you. Put it on airplane mode. Give that person your 100% undivided attention. If you know you've got to have a conversation with somebody, you want to connect with somebody, partners, let's say, I don't know, whatever, or family, and you want to really, really connect with them and you want to show that, then try this. Put your phone in a different room and then go in and have that conversation. So that phone isn't even on you. So you can't feel any vibrating or whatever. It's not even in the environment. There's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nope, the word's gone. Come on, Ben. Wednesday night, get your words in. Oh my goodness me, it's gone. There's no demand for your attention for that from that phone. It's not, it's not calling to you to have to sit and scroll, right? So try that. And you'll end up connecting with that person far deeper because you're going to be actively listening to that person. Turn the TV off, actively listening to that person and connecting with them. You're being intentional with your resting. You are resting in that in that period of time as well. And you're connecting with people and then be intentional with your working. This might mean trying to be a little bit more strict with your starting and finishing times at work. You overachievers. I can see you behind the camera. I know who you are. You know, maybe you're going to have to start thinking, I've got to be a bit more assertive with my time. I get it. Everyone's got deadlines. Everyone's got busy stuff to do. I get it. There are days you're going to have to work late. There are days you're going to have to come in early. I understand. But that doesn't have to be every day. You don't have to get pushed around like that. If you're working from home, set an alarm on your phone. And when that alarm goes off in an hour's time, leave the office for two or three minutes. Get outside. Do anything else. Get away from your desk. Allow your brain to rest. If you're working from home, be strict at what time you start. I'm at home now in my office and it's so easy to start work at five o'clock in the morning because I don't need to drive to the office and stop working at half past 10 at night because I'm busy and I'm doing stuff. It's easy to keep that going because you just find stuff to do and you fill the time. But you need to be intentional with your with your commas, with, not commas, with your brackets of time when it comes to work. Because then abiding by Parkinson's law, which is the task at hand will take as long as the time is that's allocated for it. Poor word choice, but you get the idea. If you have a bracket of start time versus finish time, the jobs that you have to do will be done in that time scale. Next time you've got housework to do, get your calendar out and say, right, I'm blocking off from 1 p.m. till 4 p.m. to get all the housework done. You'll get it done in between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Because you won't you won't have any other clashing stuff organized and booked in. And you'll have time that you think, all right, I've got to get it done in three hours because after that, I'm taking the kids out, taking the dog out, doing whatever, meeting friends, people, whatever. Insert job here, but you're doing something else giving yourself time so be intentful intentional rather behind all of these things now this doesn't need to be a complete life overhaul that's the wrong slide i don't need to be on there yet it doesn't need to be an entire life overhaul this just needs to be a little bit of intent behind the challenge behind the things that are most important to you let's go on to that next one 
Because the alternative is you ask yourself these three questions. Do you want to be here? Do you want to quit? What are you going to do if you quit? And I'm going to throw it out there. It's okay to say in a certain situation, whatever it is that you find yourself in, that I don't want to be here, that actually I do want to quit. But it's really important if you do have yeses to those first two questions, uh, wrong, a no to the first question and a yes to the second question, to qualify it with the third question. What are you going to do about it? Do you want to be here? Yes, I do. Do you want to quit? No, I don't want to quit. What are you going to do if you do quit? I do want to be here. I don't want to quit. But if I do quit, I'm just, I'm going to feel bad. So maybe I need to give myself, maybe I need to give myself like a forfeit. Maybe I need to give myself something to do here. Like, and this doesn't need to be massive life-changing things. This could be quitting checking emails. This could be quitting doing the housework, for example. You know, what am I going to do if I'm going to quit? Well, if I don't get the housework done in that three hours, or if I just biff it off and go and watch Breaking Bad, then I've got 100 push-ups to do. Or I've got to do a 60-second wall sit, Lowry, if you're here. I know you were really enjoying those before the lunges. You know, give yourself something. Make it fun. Don't make it torture, but make it fun. 100 push-ups is definitely fun. You heard it here first, folks. And give yourself a forfeit. But again, if we look at the larger picture to these questions, do I want to be here? Do I want to quit? What am I going to do if I'm going to quit? Well, let's think of it as a coaching program. Do I want to be here? Well, I'm progressing. I'm doing things. I'm, I'm doing the right thing for me. Yes, I do want to be here. Do I want to quit? Well, what happens if I do quit? Like, what's that feeling? What happens if I don't quit? What's the commitment that I need? And if I do quit, what am I going to do about it? You know, if I quit this now, am I going to just go back to my old habits? If I quit this now, you know, am I going to be able to, you know, say I truly committed to doing something and, and gave it my all? Maybe I'm not going to be able to hear that. Maybe I'm not going to be able to see that. So you ask yourself those two questions. They're very important questions. And that can be applied to as small a job as possible or as big a job as possible. You know, you could you could really look at that incredibly deeply in your overall attitude to life. You know, you really could without getting too dark in this situation. Or you could look at it doing the washing up. You know, <laughs> doing the washing up. Do I want to be here? Probably not. Do you want to quit? Yes, definitely. What am I going to do if I if I do quit? I'm going to have to do it later when there's probably more washing up. So get a grip and just get it done. Okay, fair dues. You can see how the conversation goes on the smaller trivial things. And yes, of course, you can ask yourself these questions in your spare time of like some of the bigger things in life. The things that you want to be able to achieve, the adventures that you want to do. The three very important questions to ask, and they qualify your intention behind what it is that you're trying to do. Because by looking at the opposite side of the question and dealing with the Q words, the quitting and everything else, you put into context the reasons that you actually want to stay. For example... What am I going to do if I quit? Well, do you know what? I'm not going to be able to look myself in the mirror anymore. You know, maybe I am just going to get fat if I if I quit. You know, maybe I'm just going to let my habits wash back over me and I'm just going to start clicking snooze on the alarm and all this stuff and all this stuff. All of a sudden, you've painted the version of yourself you do not want to be. And sometimes that can be the most powerful motivator more than anything else positive is to have that negative thing that just sits there. And it's like, that's the version of me I do not want to be. So therefore, I do want to be here. Therefore, I'm not going to quit. Does that make sense? I hope so. There you go. A big ugly fist. What do you need to do now? Well, I had a couple of questions earlier about progress in training and progress in nutrition and stuff like that. Now, I've got a challenge, for, a, a test for you. Not a test, not a challenge. Something I invite you to do. Get a book. Something that looks a bit like this, if you can see it. I don't know if you can see my camera. 
a little notebook, A5, whatever, notebook, and turn that into your daily log, your training diary, if you like. If you're good at writing a diary or a journal, then go nuts. I'm not very good at writing reams and reams and reams in a journal. I bullet point things. Um, you can even use your notes app on your phone, but I would encourage you to write it. It's something very cathartic and, and something very mindful about writing something with pen and paper. And use that to log every training session you do. Write them down. What is the training session that I need to do? Sets and reps or times and bits and pieces. And then what did you do for those sets and reps? So for example, uh, I don't know, you've got a squat session that's five sets of five reps. Well, did you do five sets of five reps? Well, actually, I pushed the weight up a little bit today. So I did five by five, yes, at 100 kilos, let's say. Five by five, yes, at 110. Five by five, uh, yes, 115. And then actually, I struggled at five by uh, one or two at 120, let's say, if you're progressing in that in, in such a way, so that you can start to see where your progress lies. The beauty of that is when you're going heavier or you're progressing into next week, Instead of starting at 100 kilos, maybe you start at 110 kilos. You're progressing yourselves. And you can only do that with one of these things and writing everything down. Writing everything down in a training diary really helps. If you're doing an AMRAP, as many rounds as possible in a certain amount of time, write down how many reps you did, how many rounds you did, whatever it is. So the next time you can look at that and go, hey, I did 11 rounds. I'm going to aim for 12 today. And you're progressing. Or maybe it's four time, you know, or if you're doing like a circuit where it's got 60 seconds of exercise or two minutes of exercise or whatever, then the whole point of that is to have intensity for that amount of time. You don't necessarily need to count the reps for that, but you look at that and go, that 60 seconds was absolute hell. Good. That's kind of the point, really. It's muscular endurance. It's going to feel like hell. I want you to be pushing hard in those things, which is great. You don't necessarily need to be counting the reps in there because you'll be concentrating too much on being in pain. So when it comes to everything else, sets, reps, write them down. If you're going to track your whoops if you're going to track your nutrition stuff put it in the book you know you don't need to write down every single calorie ever but have a look at a food diary write down a few things think about your routine ask yourself the question did i stick to my nutrition routine today i'm a massive believer in having the same breakfast every day or a choice of one or two keep it so simple similar options for lunch keep it simple give yourself a little bit of novelty at lunch dinner Plan your meals. What are you going to eat? When are you going to eat? Makes shopping a lot easier. Makes your week a lot easier. Saves you time in the week. Know what it is you're going to have. Have some expectancy. Put it in there. Did I stick to the plan? Yes. Did I stick to the plan? No. I had some snacks and bits and pieces and this, that, and it happened. Great. Be objective. And then be like, okay, why did I do that? And just review your day every single day. And think about this and go, hey, well, you know, I missed today's session. You know, what, what was going on today? Well, do you know what? I was a bit late coming home from work and there was tons of traffic. I was reacting to this moron in the traffic and oh, I was going so slow and I got home really late and I was just too angry by the time I got home. All I wanted to do was just go and have a shower and then all of a sudden then dinner was ready and I just didn't have time to work out. Great, put that in your diary so that next time it happens, you can then be a little bit more assertive to yourself, embrace your self-discipline. And when you are a bit pissed off that somebody cut you up in the traffic, you can gain that 30,000 foot perspective that it doesn't matter because it doesn't and go home and get your workout done and then have dinner and a shower and chill because you're always going to feel better for having done this stuff. Intentional things, intentional actions, stuff like this in a positive nature for your personal development and progression might feel hard to do at the time, but they are never regretted. You're never regretted. So that's your homework. Training diary, log your stuff, put it in there. Do it every day. And that's about it. So I'm going to stop sharing the screen. There we go. We're back in the room. Um, I hope you have all enjoyed that. 
Um, that was a little bit more of a, yeah, bit more of an overview as to where we can just get some perspective on what it is that we're trying to achieve. I get a bit carried away with these sort of things and they go off on tangents and stuff. So I kind of, I hope that these tangents have kind of added a little bit more context to it because at the end of the day, I'm not speaking from a position of having completed it, mate, and done all the stuff and I'm perfect because I'm not. A lot of these things that I have explained are things that I'm trying to do as well. Things that I have learned and, and lived in the past as well. So, you know, take it from my experience here and my continuing experience because nobody's ever perfect, that these are things that really, really help. There's a reason I talk with so much passion and usually speed and a very ADHD brain when it comes to these things, because I have seen how it works. And I know that if we can simplify it in such a way that you can look at that and go, yeah, I could probably do that. Then we've won. It's a journey one. That's why all this stuff on Instagram really, really, really pisses me off because it overcomplicates everything. You don't need a continuous glucose monitoring device from Zoe on your fucking arm. You don't need all of these intolerance tests. You don't need this stupid training program that's so outlandishly wild that you, you need a PhD to understand what the exercises are. You don't need to do all these things. You just need to simplify it. Simple actions done daily, consistently, every single day, and you win your own mental war against consistency and that war of attrition, you will have success. If you abide by those very simple principles that are not always easy to implement, and I will admit that, but if you can abide by those and we can simplify it into like the 10 commandments as they were, and you can live by those, there is zero reason why you shouldn't be having success because you're not an anomaly to physics. So I hope that helps. Happy Wednesday. We'll close it off there. If anyone has any questions of anything at all, please pop them in the chat. We'll have a couple of minutes here. Um, if not, then jump onto your various um, chat connections with me. I'd be more than happy to um, talk through any, anything else. This will be downloaded and shared across the various platforms that you guys are all on and we'll be good to go. So we'll give it another few seconds just in case we've got any questions. I don't think we have, which is awesome. We've still got people here. That's always positive. Thank you very much for your attention for this evening. That's been great. Um, right. Peace. We'll end it there. Have a wonderful evening. Happy Wednesday. Peace, team.